Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 10th episode of the Football Around the World podcast. As always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Christian. How was your weekend, Christian? You know, pretty decent. The sun's coming out, so it's a good time here in uh, Wisconsin. Did you enjoy any of the fixtures? What was your favorite fixture this weekend? Um, probably uh, Chelsea Everton. What was your favorite? I'd say so. Either that or a really good comeback from Dortmund against uh, Eartha Berlin. Good comeback. I don't know. I don't agree with that, but okay. You want to get started with Premier League? Yeah, jump right in with uh, West Ham versus Huddersfield. 4-3, West Ham won on the day. Uh, Mark Noble started the goal fest with a cool penalty after Lanzini was brought down in the box. Um, right after that, Huddersfield tied it up 1-1 after a glancing header from Bakuna uh, from a corner. He was left wide open. Oh, just yeah, a free header. wide open. Yeah, su- super um, sleepy, I guess, West Ham defense, you could say. Huddersfield went up uh, 2-1 after a clever free kick play. Um, basically, Moy just had it like around the middle of the ballpark, I guess, in between um, West Ham's 18 and the half field. And he just passed it wide on the left side, and then it was whipped in. And um, Grant was there to uh, finish the ball at the far post. Huddersfield bagged the third, making it 3-1. Grant with a great run and a top bins finish from outside the box. And then West Ham pulled it back 2-3. At this point, I don't really think anybody was thinking that there was going to be much of a comeback. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And um, Okbona got a header off of a corner. I guess still believe for the West Ham players at the 75th minute. Just basically the players. All, most of the West Ham fans basically left the stadium um, after it was 3-1. And then... Uh, Chicharito, your favorite player, Jose. Oh, gosh, I hate him. Um, he basically just, it was the Chicha show at this point. Chicha tied the game 3-3 with a diving header, which was a really nice header. You can't deny that, right? I'm not going to deny it, but you watched the video. Come on, who was covering him? Nobody. Who was covering him? But it's a nice diving header, you, you have to agree. Oh, a little extra. Okay, it was a little extra, but you know, diving header, those are always nice to see. So he, he scored that at the far post. And then he scored the winner with another header, which is not what he's really known for. He's just known for, like, cherry-picking, I guess you yeah. could say. Just like a poacher in the box. Mm-hmm. He scored another header, glancing one. Uh, it was basically just whipped in, and he just got... He nicked the, the ball with the top of his head and just redirected the ball towards goal at the far post. It's a really nice header, I guess you could say. Yeah, just terrible goalkeeping, goal. though. Terrible goalkeeping. Because, oh, uh, what is it, Lossel? Yeah, Lossel. Yeah. I do not know what he was thinking. I don't know. He, he basically just came out. Oh, off of his off his line, and he went to go punch it out. Got nowhere near the ball. <laughs> he was left in no man's land, and there was no goalie there. Nobody was there to stop it. And Chicha bagged the winner, and then he does LeBron James uh, celebrations. Twice. What do you think about that? He's comparing himself to to the goat, potentially one of the goats, one of the greats, I guess you could say, in basketball. I mean, I'm not gonna discredit. He had a he had a, he had a good performance. He brought the game back, obviously. Chicharito. What? You know, some mistakes, like the third goal, like we talked about, the Huddersfield defense was nowhere near him. And the fourth goal also was, I don't know what he was thinking, but... I don't know either. But I got some some takeaways that uh, to talk about. West Ham had some whack defending. Fabianski needs help. He's been superb this season. Yeah, one is just better now, I guess, for headers, I feel like. Because his defense, like, for the um, third Huddersfield goal... He got destroyed by Grant. Like, Grant turned him and just blasted him with his right foot. That's what I'm saying. Like, West Ham literally has, like, no defense whatsoever mm-hmm. for the most part. And then um, another thing that I got here is Chicharito is going to get hyped up even more now for getting those two goals and getting the winner, I guess you could say, from uh, Mexican. Is. And then uh, also my last point from the game 
is Huddersfield deserve to go down after choking a 1-3 lead. Do you agree with me? I agree with you for the most part. I just feel like at the end of the season, they've kind of like had like a revival, I guess, of the club. Um, but it's just too late. And when you lose a 3-1 lead to lose 4-3... Um, That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. It just doesn't show that they have the quality, I guess you could say, to be in the Premier League, at least for now. Mm-hmm. We'll see in like future seasons. But I'd say if you're 3-1 up in the 75th minute and in 15 minutes you lose 4-3... Uh, that's just not it's acceptable. It's concerning. Yeah, it's not acceptable for Premier League standards, you know. So, I, I guess you could say they deserve to go down. All right. And the next game we're going to talk about is going to be Burnley versus Leicester. Uh, Leicester won 2-1 against Burnley um, in the fifth minute right away, which is really surprising for some reason. Um, red card right away. Harry Maguire took down Goodmanson after sweeping his leg from behind uh, as they ran towards the Leicester goal. It was the last man. Deserved red card in the early minutes of the game. Did you see the, the foul? I did not see the foul, but like I'm guessing it was last man. It, it was last man. Um, he basically tried running, uh, in from behind because Goodmanson was ahead of him, and uh, he just ran behind him and kind of just took out his like leg. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, which, I mean, it's it's intentional. It's a deserved red. It just yeah, like honestly now I don't know if it's just like the times going on, but like it's kind of rare seeing like those like last man reds now. Especially in the early minutes. Yeah, because, like, I feel like, yeah, I think it's a good call from the refs to do that. But, like, refs are really, like, reluctant to give out a red so early because, yeah. let's say it's a bad red or something like that. Switches up the whole game, so. And so, uh, the first goal came uh, by Leicester City, um, coming from James Madison off of a free kick. So, he it was a foul outside the box, and they just curled it top bins at the near post uh, right past uh, Heaton. It was a really nice goal but also the more more important thing about it was that he his celebration um he actually had a jersey or like his uh tight shirt i guess you could say yeah i don't know what like it's called undershirt, like his compression guess. shirt i yeah. guess i don't know what to call it but that shirt had rip sophie i love you and so there's a whole story behind this so basically back when he was at norwich um she was like a norwich fan who had a uh, bone cancer and she died in january and um they were really close or whatever and like back when he was there like they would talk to each other and all that. There, there was, a, like, a good connection between them. Mm-hmm. And she had died in January. And then he said he was going to dedicate his next goal to her. Like, he said that to her parents. And so that's what he did. After, And it was a really nice free kick, too. It was really nice of him uh, to show that. But then the other thing, the other side about the celebration, was that uh, Michael Oliver, which was the referee for the game, mm-hmm. he actually gave James Madison a yellow card. Deservedly, right? Yeah, deservedly. Yeah, you take your shirt off, that's a yellow card. That's part of the rules. But a lot of fans were actually giving him, like, trash for doing that. Because they said, oh, like, show some compassion. Like, what do you think about that? No, like, okay, I understand, yeah, it's a good message and everything. But, like, the refs are ordered, to, like, they're, they're not, like, I don't explain it. They're just supposed to follow the rules. Like, they just execute what they're told to do. Yeah. Like, when you take off your shirt, it's yellow. There you go. Yeah, James Madison, um, after the game, he actually said that Michael Oliver said, like, oh, like, I'm sorry about your loss or whatever. Like, send my condolences to the parents. Mm-hmm. Just like, sorry, I got to give you the yellow. Though. Yeah, it's nice, though. Yeah. Uh, so I, I understand. He, he's understanding, at least. <clears throat> Touching moment from um, James Madison, then, mm-hmm. after the, the free kick. But then right after that, McNeil equalized. It was a pullback cross to McNeil, and he just shot it low. But Schmeichel could have, uh, I guess, done a lot better on the goal. They just didn't have enough of a hand to keep it out. So Burnley equalized. And then there was a penalty shout. For Burnley, Ndidi, uh, Ndidi and Taylor were on the edge of the 18 area, 
and they were running inside mm-hmm. the area, and then Taylor, uh, back leg, his trailing leg was taken out, similar to the. The what's it called, the McGuire, I guess you could say. Okay. The McGuire foul. So Ndidi basically ran around him or ran across him from behind, and he took out Taylor's trailing leg, but the ref said no. So mm-hmm. I guess like we've been talking about uh, for the past few podcasts, if far were to be introduced. Maybe it'd be a penalty. Did the ref get a good look at it? I feel like he had enough, but he just didn't call it. I think he just thought Taylor was flopping. Okay. But if you looked at the replay, he did take out his leg. All right. So, could have been a penalty for Burnley, but nonetheless, it was not. And then Wes Morgan with the winner. Um, he scored his goal on his 700th game of football, of official football. That's a lot of games. That's a lot of games. That's crazy. I mean, he's getting up there in age, obviously. But mm-hmm. That's still like a good achievement, especially scoring the winner. So, Leicester did play the whole game, like, basically 90 minutes in total because Harry Maguire got sent off so early. Mm-hmm. They played 10 men the whole game and still won. What do you think about that? That shows um, their quality? I think it's, it shows quality, but it also shows a little... I feel like it kind of just affects, like, the whole Burnley football. Because, like, Burnley football, I guess, is kind of just, like, defensive, and then they just... No offense to Burnley fans or anything, but they kind of just defend the whole game. And get some kind of scrappy goals, I guess. Um, so playing with 10 men last year, I feel like it doesn't really affect Burnley as much. I don't know. I mean, Leicester didn't look too bad, but also Burnley didn't look too bad either. I mean, they looked good going up with their fullbacks and stuff, but I don't know. I guess it just wasn't for them on the day. Yeah, next game we'll have Bournemouth versus Newcastle, which is 2-2. Um, one of the more exciting games of the weekend. In the ninth minute, um, Joshua King pushed the ball up the field with an open Fraser on the left side. He dished it to Fraser, shot it low and hard towards the bottom right of the goal, but it hit post, giving an early sense of danger for Newcastle. Then at the very end of the first half in the 48th minute, Rondon, the informed Rondon, took a free kick that curled over and into the back of the net. Truly a beautiful free kick. They made the score 1-0 right before half. Any thoughts on the free kick? That was a really good free kick. He needed to get just enough power to get it in the goal because he was, like I guess, a little bit further away. Mm-hmm. But he had enough power, not too much curl, but it had enough, like, power and dip, I guess you could say. So it was a good free kick from Rondon. I didn't know he could actually do that. Yeah, I know. It confused me because, like, most of, like, he scores some pretty good goals. But, like, when you see goals like this, you're like, wow, like, Rondon can do that. He's quality. Yeah, he's pretty good, not going to lie. He's, 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 like, higher up in age, but he's playing pretty good at the moment. So I agree. credit to him. And then the 46th minute, a corner for Bournemouth. Most of the Bournemouth fans are probably still coming back to, like, the seeds or whatever. I don't know what yeah. they're doing. But... Ended up in a penalty after Mike Dean believed that Nathan Aki was brought down by a Newcastle defender. Um, in my opinion, I think it was kind of like a very common like corner kick play. But it's, So it seemed a little weird for me that it got called. But King made no mistake and he scored the penalty making one Yeah, so with the foul, basically um, the Newcastle defender, right? Mm-hmm. The Newcastle defender basically kind of grabbed Nathan Aki from like the shoulder. And he was like kind of hugging him. Then he dragged him down. Which I can see why is a pen. Because if it's on the other side, it, it's getting called a foul. Like yeah. if Nathan Aki did that, it, it's getting called as a foul and it's getting a free kick the other way. So mm-hmm. I can see why it was a penalty. I don't know. It just seems like... I don't know. With corner kicks, like, there's more pushing and tugging going on. So, like, it's just for me, it's just kind of like a common corner kick play. So, like, when they do call, I'm just like, eh. I don't know. It, it didn't seem too bad. It wasn't like Harry Kane bad, but, you know. Then the 70th minute, after a couple of Mistakes from the Newcastle defense. King headed the ball towards goal when it was saved on the goal line. Mike Dean then called a foul on Bournemouth attack. But many of the Bournemouth fans in the stadium were celebrating, thinking that he called a goal. 
but it wasn't a goal. Yeah, I saw that. Good save. Good goal line save. Yeah, it was. I thought it was in too. Yeah, because like he pointed like towards like the middle. Yeah, really I don't know weird. what it, I don't know. I explained it. <laughs> it's funny though. I would have pointed to the ball, like where the ball was cleared or where the foul um, happened. Mm-hmm. I would have pointed there first, and then I just would have pointed the other direction, but not really towards the middle, because he he pointed towards the middle right away, which made it look as if like it was a goal. A goal. I, I don't know. I guess it was just bad hand signals. I guess Mike D just being Mike D again, but, you know. And then in the 80th minute, Solanke pranced around the area when he gave the ball to King, and King perfectly placed in the bottom left corner of the goal, making it 2-1 with 10 minutes to go in the Vitality Stadium. That was a good finish. Pretty good finish. Solanke, that was a good run. Um, Solanke's class. He, he, oh, my. Calm down. Solanke's class, getting, Solanke getting trashed on. It's not, it's not his fault they paid so much for him. Okay, listen. He's young. Class, that's overdoing it. Oh, it's Solanke. He's still young. You can't call him class yet. He's class. It's like saying Jaden Sancho's class. Jaden Sancho's not, not class. class. Okay, if Jaden Sancho is in class, then Solanke is in class. But listen, right? Solanke, I'm surprised he even did that. He took on like three people and then he dished He's it back. He's capable. He, he had the, the composure to dish it back to King. And then King with a side foot finish. That was such a nice goal. That's... Good technique. That's hard to do. Good finish. It's a good finish. Because it curled away from the goalie, too, and into the far post. Or side netting, I guess. And then in the 92nd minute of regular time, a wild cross on the right side for Newcastle somehow found the former Bournemouth player, Matt Ritchie, who volleyed it towards goal. Bore getting a hand to it, but it was just too powerful and still went in. Eddie Howe, stunned by the way they went from three points to one point. What do you think about Eddie Howe? I like his tactics. Um, I could see him potentially taking over the England squad eventually. Really? Yeah. You you don't think Southgate is doing No, well? I think Southgate is good, but, like, you know, everything comes to an end, you know. Oh, okay, okay. So, I think he'll take over eventually. Um, He's good. I like, I like, I like the style him. they play, but, like, with England, can England adapt to it? That's the question. But he's a good manager, and it was an exciting game, so. They have a yeah. good team. I think Bournemouth can be, like, a dangerous squad next year to potentially hit, like, the Europe spots. Next year? Yeah. They hit some Europe spots, you don't think so? I don't know about next year. I'd say in like the next two, maybe three. Okay, that's the thing. Okay, the thing is, yes, next year, I think they can get the Europe spots. The issue is having to keep players like King and Wilson. Wilson. Wilson was like. Fraser. Wilson was on everybody's transfer list um, this January. Everybody wanted to sign him for Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Bournemouth's a really good team, but Newcastle increasingly is looking better. Probably not getting relegated anymore. So, good game for both teams. One point. Some of them probably wanted three points each, but you know. Oh, well. That's how, that's how it works. Then we got Fulham Liverpool. 1 2. Liverpool winning. Um, I was at work in this game. It was a little a little scary um, knowing when um, Fulham tied 1 1. But you know, Mane still on fire. Firmino to Mane in the box and nobody could pick him up. And he blasted in the net. It was good work from, from Firmino. On Pretty the good side. goal from, from both of them. Like, I think. Firmino had as much to do as Mane putting it in the back. The yeah, Mane play. just kind of had like the. I guess they both made the play on the side, mm-hmm. but then Mane just had the like the easy finish. There was nobody there to stop him. It was really. You still think Mane can't finish? What? You still think Mane can't finish? Sometimes. I remember a couple of podcasts ago he kept on saying, "Oh, you never know what you're gonna get out of Mane." You still never know what you're gonna get from Mane. Really? He's just been really informed, like his first year at Liverpool or his last season at uh, Southampton. Mm-hmm. But. What I'm saying is, like, Firmino, to get that ball in the box and still find Mane is really good. Because there was a lot of bodies in there. Any, like, deflection or anything, 
will get that ball like off its course and Mane doesn't score. That was a really good pass from Firmino. But then um Ryan Babel. Yep. Um the former Liverpool man. After Liverpool kinda thought the game was kinda controlled. Um everyone kinda thought it was gonna be two zero eventually scoring the second one. But Van Dyke and Alisson um messed up a little. Allowing for Babel to steal the ball in the box and run it into the empty net with no one there to stop him. No celebration as he was a former Liverpool fan. And, I mean, player, but... I guess, and fans still. Yeah, because that he, shows, like... He looked a little saddened. I don't I mean, know how to I mean, explain it. Listen, right? So, Ryan Babel, it's not like he was, like, the best Liverpool player, you know? And, like, to be like, oh, yeah, like, respect, respect. I don't want to celebrate, you know? Mm-hmm. But it still shows, like, that he kind of cares about Liverpool. Yeah, because he knows, like, when he was playing for Liverpool, they didn't win a title either. So, he, I think he know he feels, like, that pain that Liverpool has right now, like... He probably just didn't want to score it at all, but he's yeah, like, man, he looks, he looked really sad. New club, like, I have to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And Van Dyke getting lots of crap for it, and I want to say this right now: Why is Carius still getting crap? What do you mean? I still see like Carius getting like destroyed in comments sections. Yeah, that's what internet trolls do. Okay, but Alison like, Alison like, still world class, obviously. Okay. Alison has made a lot of mistakes. Alisson? Yes. Weren't you calling him the best keeper in the world? He is. But, like, he makes a lot of mistakes. Okay, the best keeper in the world doesn't make consistent Like, do you think mistakes. this is more on Van Dyke or Alisson? I'd say, okay, Van Dyke did really bad to not give enough power on it. Oh, yeah, I agree. That was it, though. Because he was trying to... He, You could see that he had his, yeah, arm he had his arms He's like, all right, all right, get the ball, get the ball. What the hell was Alisson doing? <laughs> he literally stood there watching him, and then he finally came for it. It's too late. And then Bobble just kind of nicked it over him and then just literally tapped it in. There was nobody there. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's more Alison's fault. But I also think it's both their faults. But Alison was the one to blame more. Cause you could tell Van Dyke wanted him to come get it. And then also Milner. Milner kind of just like whipped it back. I don't, uh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know what he was but, doing either. But it was like the 70s minute around here. Um, I was at, still at work. So I was kind of refreshing, kind of in it, like really worried. I'm like, oh gosh, this really lose what, it. What were you uh, watching it or listening from? I wasn't. Li- I was listening like on Talk Sport. Shout out Tune In Radio, but yeah, I kept on refreshing, refreshing, and then eventually I heard my name got a penalty. Um, Rico, stupid foul. Literally tackled him. I was like what Pickford. He was doing. I don't know what he was thinking, but he literally just he tackled him. He literally tackled him. Yeah, it was stupid. Like. He held him back. Like, like what's impulse. the point in doing that? I don't know. It's like I know it's a competitive game. Like, he was doing good the whole game. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, you can go from having a really good game, to just screwing it up, and just like that. It's two one. James Milner, ice in his veins, putting it right down the middle. Pastor Rico. still the dumbest foul. Probably one of the dumbest fouls I've seen, in these past few weeks. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think Bigford tops it. No, I oh, no, no, and and the and a Millwall fall that we'll have later, but. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, yeah, that was pretty bad. There's some takeaways. Um, these are Christian's takeaways. He had Salah needs to focus on playing and not so much on scoring, missing a lot of chances as of late. That's what I said. He, he's like, I feel like the pressure of just like him being like the top goal scorer and not like a one season wonder. I feel like is kind of getting to him a little bit, because mm. he's trying really hard to score. He had one play where he had money wide open and he decided to go for the shot instead. Do you think Salah's still playing good? As of right now, no. No? No, not right now. Okay, so like his past, like, let's say past five weeks. Um, when to ten, what would you rate him? Six. Gosh. I think he's like wait, an eight, past, so. Wait, how many weeks? Just because just he hasn't scored. Because like once he gets one goal, 
Everyone's gonna be like, oh my gosh, so that was bad. It's gonna be you. No, it's you. It's you in Bleacher Report. Everyone's gonna be like, oh my gosh, so that was playing good again. No, he's still playing good without the goals. Not as good as he could be because he's being more selfish because he wants to get the goal, but he's just not getting it. Okay, once he gets one goal, it's over. Watch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying. I said, this is what I said. I've said this last podcast and every single time Liverpool play. Once Salah gets a goal, he's going to get back into the groove and he's going to start scoring goals again. Okay, that's why. He's playing against Fulham. He's probably trying to get the goal. Can you blame him? I mean, yeah, a little bit. You're going for a title, not for um, Golden Boot. No, he's trying to get the goal so he can get back in the groove to win the title. But I mean, okay, I see what you're saying. But I think it's more important for him to share the ball. You know, I don't know. That's just what I think. But also, Bobble, the other uh, takeaway that I had from this game, Ryan Bobble has been a great signing since uh, being at Fulham. Has he been, though? I think for the most part. He's been a major improvement for what they had before. Okay, speaking of, like, okay, Bobble's probably, like, one of the best signings this year. I agree with that one. Yeah. Speaking of Fulham on signings, gosh, Sherla, trash. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I remember, um, I forgot about that guy. Where is he now? Is he just benched? I don't know. He's like, he's like, I think he's like, kind of, I think he's like sick or injured. Quotation marks. Cause, I don't know. I just don't want to play anymore. I don't know. We were, like, beginning of the year, we were hyping him up. We are like, oh, fantasy, Fulham's going to be good. Sure, yeah, Shirla, Mitrovic. We thought all of them were going to be so good. For sure, like a tenth at least. We were like, around the middle table, we were kind of thinking, but. And then now, where is he? I don't nobody know. has him. Literally nobody has him anymore, so. I guess it just shows Sherla in the Premier League. I mean, he didn't really do so hot at Chelsea either. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, well. Also at Dortmund. He didn't really do too hot at Dortmund either when oh, he was there for a while. Either. Yeah. He didn't really. He got uh played a couple games, and then just, like, after a while, he just didn't get played at all. This was a shot to, like, get back into, like, the groove, I guess, but never really happened. So, the next game we have Everton versus Chelsea. Chris, you want to take it away? Sure. All right. Uh, Chelsea's. This was Chelsea's chance uh, to get up in points. Because they want to get into the that Champions League spot, mm-hmm. which Arsenal, Man U, Chelsea, and if you want to include Spurs, are you including Spurs? You think in your opinion? People, a lot of people are including, like trying to say that Spurs are gonna fall off from the Do top four. So? I don't think they will. I don't know. what's possible. I mean, there, it's possible. Like, it is Spurs definitely would have possible. to mess let up. Let me tell hard. you. Hold on. Let me let me read you the table as it is now. Speaking of Chelsea, Chelsea don't mess up this game. Chelsea, Man U, Arsenal, and Tottenham all have 30 games played. Tottenham has 61 points. Arsenal have 60. Man U, 58. And Chelsea have uh, 57. That's close. Yeah, Man U probably got the hardest schedule, though. That's the issue. I seriously don't think Man U's going to make top four. So I guess I'm going to consider that Chelsea, or not Chelsea, Spurs are also in that fighting spot for Champions League. Okay. So I'm going to say that. So... Spurs, Arsenal, Man U, and Chelsea are all fighting for Champions League right now. And this was Chelsea' chance um, to get points up, but obviously they did not. They lost two zero to Everton. Barkley got booed before uh, the game started. Everton destroyed the, the whole game too. Oh, I know, I saw that. <laughs> but like, even during the beginning, when there's barely any fans in in the stands or whatever, all the Everton fans, as soon as Barkley came out, you could hear the boo like right away. It was kind of funny. But um, Chelsea looked a better side in the first half. Hazard was just doing his thing. Iguain had a couple chances in the first half as well. They just couldn't get the ball in the net. Um, Everton had to punish Chelsea. Richarlison uh, headed headed in the ball, um, off of a rebound after Kepa's initial save. Mm-hmm. Um, off of another header from Calvert Lewin, which is pretty good. Um, like a striker's prowess from 
Richarlison. He's been pretty informed, getting some goals in. Yeah, he's, he's getting slowly back in form, I think, in the past few weeks. He's doing pretty good. He's impressing me. I didn't really think he was going to do as well uh, at Everton as like he is doing right now. Yeah. Because he's exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. And then Everton just killed the game in the 72nd minute. Sigurdsson converted his own rebound after Kepa saved uh, the first shot off of a penalty. Um, Marcos Alonso, who do you think is a better left back? Marcos Alonso or Emerson? I think Alonso is still the better left back. But um, Is he a left back though? That's a real question. He's really good at attacking, not so much at defending. It's just like, I don't know. I said they start playing Emerson or whatever, but Alonso's still good. So, I don't know. I, I think it was a stupid foul. On Richardson also. Do you think it was a penalty? Did you see what happened? Yeah, it was. I did see it. I don't know. I just don't know why Alonso would do that. Yeah, basically Richardson just did a quick flick of the ball right over um Marcos Alonso's mm-hmm. foot, and then he just kind of stomped on Richardson, and yeah. Richardson fell, and it was called marked as a foul, and then uh, like I said before, Sigurdsson converted after the the rebound. Yeah, it was a pretty mad game. It was surprising actually because I did not think that Everton was gonna win. 2-0, especially because Chelsea looks so much better. Yeah, Chelsea looked dominant. They, look, they looked really good overall throughout the whole game. I just, they couldn't finish their chances. That's what happens, you know. It's the Premier League. That's how it is. All right, so next we'll get on to FA Cup. Um, Watford versus Crystal Palace. Chris, you want to take that over? All right, so basically Watford won 2-1 um, in the FA Cup quarterfinal. It was one of the four games that happened on the day. Obviously the first one, Watford Palace. Uh, Watford had beaten Palace home and away both games in the Premier League this season. Uh, Crystal Palace had no Zaha, so he's he's really big in the team. He's a, he's a big game player for the most part, so maybe he would have been useful, but he was not available. Um, I don't know why, but he just wasn't available. Kapu got the first goal in the 27th minute. It was just the ball bouncing around in the box. He just kind of tapped it in. Mm-hmm. Um, Michi Batshuayi scored the equalizer. Watford defender took too long to get the ball out of his feet. And Michi Bashra just kind of took it away. Had an easy one-on-one against the goalie. It's kind of stupid of the Watford defender to just give it away that easily. And then, wonderful ball in from Pereira over the Palace defenders. And Andre Gray got a toe on it. Literally got the slightest of touches. And then it went in the net because any little touch would have directed it towards goal and sent the keeper the wrong way, which mm-hmm. did exactly that. So Watford won 2-1 on the day. I don't know if you saw the game. Did, did you catch, catch it? the game. It's pretty interesting. So, yeah, Watford going through to the next round. And the next one, we got Wolves versus Man U. Jose, I think you did see this game. I did not. Yeah, I did slightly catch the game. Um, in the 70th minute, Joao Moutinho ran with the ball towards the area from the left side, feeding it to Raul Jimenez, who was basically surrounded by Man U defenders all around, and somehow took control of the ball and did like a 180 spin to volley into the net. Pretty good goal. Pretty lucky. Um, yeah, I catch the highlights. It was... It was like, Raul Jimenez was kind of playing, what's it called, pinball, like, with all the Man yeah, U defenders. I don't know how it went through, but, like... He'd get the ball taken away. He'd somehow get it back because he'd stick a leg back in, like, to get an interception. He'd get the ball. He did it, like, two, three more times, and then he finally got the shot off. Which, I mean, it's good composure to just get, like, a random 180 turn and just a shot, like, through the legs, and mm-hmm. then just went bottom corner. It's pretty exciting for Wolves to get 1-0 up. And then five minutes later, Jota received the ball in the halfway line, forced the 1v1 Luke Shaw in order to get the goal. After a couple of twists and turns, Luke Shaw was found on the ground. Jota shooting it towards Romero's near post and going in to make it 2-0. People hyping up Shaw. Uh, Man U fans, where you at? Um, I've heard comparisons to Robertson, but 
Robertson is way better than Luke Shaw. Robertson without a doubt, like that. If anyone thinks that Luke Shaw is better than Robertson, they're that's deluded. the Manu fans. Manu fans are pretty. They stupid. are deluded. Manu fans are dumb. I mean, Luke Shaw obviously has reinvented himself under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but the thing is, he's not Robertson good. He's like a half right season now. wonder right now. He's not Robertson good. Correct. But I will say Luke Shaw got bodied hard. Got destroyed. Jota has been so good this season. Mm-hmm. Him and Rohiman is deadly duo up top. Oh my gosh. Then 95th minute, um, Rashford managed to snag a goal back. But it's way too late. Wolves looked better. Like there was a better side throughout the whole game. Looked to be more likely to go to the final. Um, they yeah. do play Watford. So Watford versus Wolves. But I will say this. Wolves are a contender. I think Wolves are the contender for Europe spots. You said Bournemouth, but I think Wolves are the more likely to want to be in Europe spots next season. I think Bournemouth just has to get better at playing away because they're really, they're really bad at playing away. Yeah. But when they do play home, they do get some pretty good results. But, yeah, I think Wolves and Bournemouth are pretty comparable. So, we'll see. And they have a, they have a pretty good shot now at winning the FA Cup. The Portuguese so we'll province in England. Like, half their team is Portuguese. Mm-hmm. That's funny. And the next one we got... This is the more exciting one, I guess you could say, which people didn't really know how it was going to end. Yeah. Millwall versus Brighton. Uh, the first goal came off a corner from Pierce. Ball was whipped into the back post, and Pierce with a bullet header into the goal. Um, right after that, O'Brien gave Millwall a 2-0 lead. Um, so I guess they were confident with the fact that they were 2-0 up. Yeah, 2-0 up. You're 2-0 up against Brighton, a Premier League team. You're... I, get, I think they're in the championship, pretty sure. Yeah, championship. So they're a championship team. So you're pretty confident. You think you're going to go through to the next round. The ball was passed across the six-yard box, and O'Brien just tapped it in. And then Locadia made it 2-1. So Brighton got a goal back. Uh, the ball was given to him in the box, and he shielded off a Milwaukee defender and volleyed it with his left into the roof of the net. Did you catch that goal? Pretty good goal. That was a banger. Pretty good goal. That That is what you want from a striker. He bodied off a whole defender. And they just blasted it right past the goalie. Goalie had no chance. It was a mm-hmm. good shot. And then Solomon Marsh uh, with the equalizer. Uh, goalie made a mistake uh, from a free kick. Heart and it went through the goalie's hands. Broke my heart. It's the last couple minutes. If you're the goalie, what are you thinking? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. When I saw it, I, I, told, it was... I told you not to show me the video. And you're like, oh, no, you got to see it. You got to see it. And you showed me the video. And I, oh, I feel bad. Here's the thing, though, right? The goalie had to do so much better with that ball. I don't know why he was trying to catch it. Because, like, it's the last minutes. If you're going to go for it, either be confident that you're going to catch it. Because it didn't have that much swerve on it. I don't know how, if there were, it was, like, windy conditions or anything. Maybe that's why. What did you want him to do, then, if you didn't want him to catch it, then? Tip it over. Punch it out. I don't know. I didn't really think. It didn't seem like the tip over. Okay, anything. Okay, it was going top ends. That's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, he was right next to the post. So he should be able to, if he's... Not sure what he wants to do with it. He should be able to tip it over. It's really easy for him to get there. I just think it was really poor from the goalie. I don't His decision making. Maybe he wanted to catch it in the last minute. He wanted to do something else with it. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it just wasn't coordinated enough. Yeah. Um, To just like see where the ball was going to go. I mean, it was a lucky free kick. And then the um, March. He was celebrating like he won the World Cup. <laughs> like I understand like, you're getting the equalizer like it's pretty exciting but dude was celebrating like he had won the FA Cup yeah he didn't even do anything he kind of just whipped it yeah, in yeah he literally just... got lucky yeah I don't even I don't think he was going do you think he was going for the shot maybe I don't know why he would go for the shot I went to celebrate it though I would have been like oh damn 
Nah, I would have celebrated. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would have celebrated, but not like that. I'm gonna be honest. I celebrate. But oh yeah, I think it was more of a. He was trying to go for a cross. Maybe the wind. Maybe if there was wind, maybe it did take it a little further than he expected it to go. Yeah, we'll never know, I guess. But yeah, but I feel bad. Nevertheless, two two, and then a red card, um, with a Ferguson foul. Was hey? Did you see the red card? Stupid. That was a dumb, dumb foul. It's just that Millwall mentality, I think. Um, basically, Ferguson had pushed down, or I guess he had tripped up um, a Brighton defender, and then he got mad because the <laughs> Brighton defender was got like got the call for the foul. Mm-hmm. So he decided to step on the dude's leg, and then push him from behind, like towards the ground. So he was stomping on him, and then he pushed him. And the bright defender was grabbing his leg because obviously he had just got stepped on like yeah. really hard. He got stomped on. Mm-hmm. And then um, he got a red card. And then Ferguson's expression was like, what the heck? Like, I got a red? Yeah, he, like, he had his hand on his head. Like, he was like confused. Yeah, like, he was surprised <laughs> he got a red card. What were you <laughs> expecting, man? Come on, dude. And then at, right after that, it was offside goal. Um, So I'm going to talk to you about VAR right after I talk about this real quick. Okay. So I love VAR. Montoya made a run on the far side. The ball was switched to him on the far side. Um, he basically just passed it into the box. The mo- the Millwall's uh, sleeping defense, they just the ball got through him like over the top, and um, Locadia, who had scored the goal, the offside goal, yeah, in quotes offside, um, he scored the goal, but the thing was there was no bar to see that Montoya, because Montoya was the one that got called offside because mm-hmm. he made the run, but the thing was he was actually onside. So then Brighton would have been 3-2 up, and they wouldn't have to have gone into extra time, or not extra time, um, penalties. The thing was, because it was at Millwall Stadium, they're a championship team, and um, the rules in the FA Cup are there are no, there's no VAR in the championship teams, mm-hmm. uh, stadiums. It's only in the Premier League grounds. So because it wasn't a Premier League ground, there was no VAR, so the referee couldn't check it. So then Montoya was called offside. And then it wasn't allowed as a goal. But even then, um, what do you what do you think? Yeah, I think you guys know I don't like VAR. I don't want VAR, but I think it's stupid that in a tournament, um, only half of the like not even half because most there's like I guess most teams, team, most championship teams aren't expected to go for, like further in the rounds. Maybe that's why, but like I don't want like the whole tournament should have like a system like that, not just half the games or like a quarter of the games. Yeah. But, I think it's stupid. Um, luckily, they did win, but Brighton did. Yeah, um, they won on penalties, four to five. It's pretty interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I think all the games should be played at a neutral, like stadium, mm-hmm. no home and away. Because if they're gonna do a rule like that, where it's like only Premier League grounds get it, it would be very unfair for a Championship team to go to uh the Premier League team's home stadium, because then it's home disadvantage. And then they also yeah. have VAR. So I think it's more of a disadvantage, I guess. But I don't know. The next game we're going to be talking about is Swansea versus Man City. Man City winning 3-2. Pretty unfortunate. I was very upset about this because I think overall Swansea played better. But then Kunaguero came on and it was basically over from there. Um, the first goal was a penalty from Swansea in the 20th minute. Um, Swansea player was brought down. Fabian Delph back in the time, back in the team. Sorry, as mm-hmm. left back, stupid foul. Did you watch the game? No, I did not. I catch the goals and some of that, but like, did you watch the penalty foul? I did not see the penalty. It foul. was so stupid. 
he turned Fabian Delph so hard, and then he ran into the box, and then Delph just kind of went for like a last ditch tackle. But mm-hmm. you could tell he was in front of him. He was miles ahead of him, and he still went for the tackle. I don't know why. He was pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, he nicked his back leg. It was called as a penalty. Uh, Matt Grimes, good penalty on the left side. It was basically side netting slash like top corner. It was mm-hmm. a good goal. And then right after that, uh, Selena with a banger over Ederson. Beautiful goal. To make it 2-0. I liked it. And Swansea, Swansea fans were super excited. Swansea looked so much better than Man City at that point. Mm-hmm. But then after halftime, Bernardo Silva scored in the 69th minute. And then Aguero was uh, brought on. Yeah. And then um, the own goal that happened to make it 2-2. And then Aguero putting the game to bed. And then putting the Premier League champions um, in the next round in the semifinals of the FA Cup. Offside goal. Yeah, it was. I think it's the Man City oil money, but you know. I don't know. What do you think about Man City com- coming back? Cause a lot I kind of, people, of expected, I guess, but like a lot of people were saying this is similar to Schalke, you know, Schalke two zero up. But the thing is, Swansea actually looked a better side than Schalke. I agree with that. Yeah, because Man City came back to win both games three two. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Schalke just kind of got their lucky penalties, and then Swansea actually looked a better side overall. But then Aguero was brought on. Like if you can, if you're a team and you can bring a a striker on like Aguero yeah, off the like- bench. It's game over, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously the better side. Like, mm-hmm. he, you kind of deserve to go through. Aguero, he was such a huge game changer overall in the game. I think either him or Sterling have been the best player for Man City this season. So, I guess you can kind of argue both okay. ways. All right. Who else? Chino Silva. He hasn't done as much as Aguero or Sterling. Have you seen Sterling's goal contributions? It's like oh, 30 plus. Oh, here we go. It's 30 he plus. stat pads. How? He scores against, like, the trash teams. But he also does a lot off the ball, and he's really good at, at, like, taking on players to make those chances happen. His finishing couldn't... His finishing needs work, but... Okay. I mean, he's done better this season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so the next um, semifinal ties that are going to be happening for the FA Cup are going to be City versus Brighton, um, which I believe is at Man City Stadium, I want to say. And then Watford not. versus Wolves, which is going to be at Watford. Actually, no. Aren't they both at Wembley? Are they? I swear they're at Wembley now. I have no clue. We'll look it up later, but I'm pretty sure that Wembley. I believe you. But anyway, City, I guess City would have the opportunity to wear their home jerseys then. Yeah, I think City, sadly, I think City is going to make the final. But What do you think about Wolves-Watford? It's going to be a good matchup. That's what I'm saying. Because Wolves have like, been good the whole season. And so have Watford, but the thing is that Watford's They're like, right next to each other in Premier League table, too. Watford and... I think Watford's in better... Wolves are 7th and Watford are 8th. Wolves have 44 points and Watford have 43. That's that's pretty close. So, I don't know. That's going to be a good game. I'm going to tune into that one for sure. Yeah, they're both going to go hard. The thing is, though, like, if, if you have the chance to tune into City, Brighton, or Watford, Wolves, obviously you're going to pick yeah. the second one. Because that, that's a more of an interesting one. Unless somehow Brighton upset. Yeah. Brighton upsets... It's going to be the best FA Cup final in a while. I think uh, since the Arsenal one, you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to jump into La Liga real quick. Um, just going over what happened. Barcelona versus Real Betis. Like I said before earlier in the podcast, GOAT showing why he is the GOAT. Oh. Messi and Suarez teaming up to destroy Betis 4-1 on the day. Messi with a free kick, a tap-in, and that chip that everyone has been talking about for like the past three days. It was, it was pretty good goals. 
Like overall, what do you think? It's Betis. That's all I gotta say. Okay. I, I could have done it. Betis? You think Betis are trash? He's like eighth, ninth. They're eighth, but still, trash. Betis are still good. They got they got Diego Linus. You got an assist. Gotta say. You see, you got an assist. No, I did not see it. No, I see it either. I, I was oh, waiting for Mexicans to be like, "Oh my gosh, he got an assist against Barca," you know. But I didn't really see too much of that. But yeah, uh, Suarez chipped in with the goals. He did really good. He took on three defenders and just put it past the keeper. It was pretty typical Barcelona game. Um, so yeah, they won four one, and then Real Madrid versus Celta Vigo. Zidane back in the action as Real Madrid head coach. Navas, Marcelo, Bale, and Asensio all got to start that game, which is a lot of changes. Um, in the last week, they had played um, La Liga, which Solari was still in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty good to see Zidane putting back his, I guess, his old team that he had yeah. from last season. Um, and then the two goals that came came from Isco and Bale. They won 2-0. And then, what do you think? Are Real Madrid back on track? No, they're not back on track. It's one game against Atlético Vigo, which are in the relegation zone. Um, Navas did have a good showing, though. He did. We have been saying that Navas is better than Courtois. Yep. But I think Navas, Navas is gonna have his spot back. Marcelo, who knows? Um, Bale, I think Bale's still gonna be on his way out. Really? Yeah. I, Even uh, with Zidane back, I think it would help him to leave. And Asensio is probably just better off staying at Real. So, we'll so see. do you think Courtois is gonna get? That's like, the thing. I don't know what to do with Courtois. Like, if you're Zidane, what do you do with Courtois? Like, your goalie that won you back-to-back-to-back Champions Leagues? Yeah, like, what are you supposed to do with Courtois? Courtois? He's, he's going to go with Navas. I definitely think he's going to go with Navas. The issue is, what do you do with Courtois? I don't know if he's selling. Because the thing is, okay, I'm not so saying... So, you're not going to get your money back, though. That's yeah, the thing. you're not getting your money back. But he's also not... He's too good to be on the bench. Oh, exactly. That's the thing. So like, you kind of have to sell them if you want to put that much, like time and effort into Navas. Otherwise, you just kind of have to be really good at rotation. Like Courtois is young, but the issue is he's like you said, he's too, too good, good to be, be on the bench. bench. Same thing with uh, Jesper Silison at Barca. He's too good to be on the bench. I feel bad because mm-hmm. like Terstegen, is obviously the one you want to go with. Yeah. Because Silison's too good to be on the bench. Like he he'd be good. For like um, literally like an Arsenal, Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Arsenal. No, but I'm saying like of that quality like okay. around there, or like um, Napoli need a goalie. Also, do you see what happened to Ospina? Ospina, yeah. Oh, that's scary. That is scary. He is good now though. I heard. So. Is he? Yeah, that's he good w- to hear. He woke up, so he good. All right. Anyway, a little off track, but we're gonna talk about the last game in La Liga that I wanted to talk about, which is Athletic Bilbao versus Atletico Madrid. Atletico just basically kind of giving up. Or not giving up. They didn't do it on purpose, obviously. But they did lose against Athletic Bilbao. Um, Inaki Williams got a tap in at the far post after the ball was crossed, uh, was put across the six-yard box. And then Kodro, um, to make it 2-0, was a deflected shot past Oblak. Morata and Partey came close to scoring at the very end. Is the league in Barcelona's hands at this point? It's, it was in their hands before, but yeah. it's for, I think... They're basically There's a 10 point now. difference between the, the teams. What's the point difference? 10. Yeah, it's over. So you think it's over? I think Barcelona's won it. So do you think Barcelona should focus fully on Champions League and Copa del Rey? Or do you think they still kind of have Copa in their hands and then they just kind of go for Champions League? They should just focus on Champions League. Even though they have Man U, so. See, but here's the thing, too, right? Time. 
I've seen Barcelona the the year that um Atleti won the the league. Mm-hmm. They were a good amount of points like ahead of Atleti too, and they still slipped up. Not ten though. I can't remember if it was ten. It was a little less. It was like six or something like that. But they were still ahead by a lot. Mm-hmm. It was like six or nine through there. Uh, but the final game we're gonna talk about the Milan derby. Jose, take it away. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting game. Inter Milan winning three two. Um, pretty good goals all around. The third goal was a little controversial from Inter Milan. Um, came from a penalty that for me wasn't a penalty. But the thing is, during the penalty call, the ref kind of fell by himself. He fell to the ground while, oh, yeah, while making slipped. the call. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened there, but you know he converted so it was three one at a point, and then both Milan goals came from headers. Um, Milan looking eh. But which one? Uh, AC Milan. AC Milan. Um, I should have just corrected you. They continue to send lethal um crosses to the goalkeeper on Donovich. Uh, but the th- uh the third tying goal for AC Milan, everyone did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, score was two three. Mitch Milan winning. Any thoughts? I didn't catch the game, but I'm kind of happy. Um, Inter Milan won, because. I guess you could say Inter Milan is kind of like my favorite team in Italy. I don't really catch the Serie A too much. Yeah. When I do, it's mostly Juve games to see how they're doing because I just want to see if they're going to be informed uh, before they go into like a European competition game. Mm-hmm. And then um, like Napoli, like just like the big teams like Napoli, AC Milan, Inter Milan. But for the most part, Inter Milan represent. So pretty good game. And then next we'll get into Bundesliga really quick. Bayern Munich winning 6-0 against Mainz. Hamas hat trick. Fonzo Davies getting a goal. Kingsley Coman getting a goal. And Lewandowski. And Lewandowski getting a goal. It was a good finish from Lewandowski, but he did uh, choke the easy chance, the easy one on one, and then Alfonso Davies got the rebound. Mm-hmm. Hamas, still overrated in my opinion, but he did get the hat trick nevertheless. Pretty good game for Byron overall, I guess. Yeah, but out of Champions League, so. And then Dorman winning 3 2 against Prince of Berlin. Um, pretty scrappy way to win it. I guess they were tied 2 2. And Marco Royce got a goal pretty pretty late. Kalu win it. But is Dortmund's nightmare. Kalu always gets goals against Dortmund. And mm-hmm. he bagged two on the day. Which is a, one of them was a penalty, I believe, also. So, pretty good result for Dortmund. Um, still staying in the title race, I guess. But Bayern is winning it now due to points, obviously. Like, they're tied with points. But goal difference is what Bayern is yep. leading the way with. Correct. So, yeah, Bayern have uh, 41 and goal difference, and Dortmund have 34. So they're a little ways away. Obviously, the 6-0 does help them a lot with that goal difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Also, lastly, uh, before we end the podcast, Timbers lost 3-0 to FC Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I did see that. Their first home game. So it's a bad result for Jose and I's favorite team in the MLS. They're not doing too hot. No, they're not. So we'll see how they go on. We'll try We'll try to follow MLS as much as we can. Um it's pretty hard to follow. All right, we're going to put it in the next podcast for sure. Yeah, for sure. We, we promise that. So that'll be in the next podcast as well as all the other top European leagues. So, And be sure to catch us in the next <laughs> podcast, which is will be posted up on Friday. We'll be recording it uh, on Thursday, which is tomorrow because today is Wednesday. So it's going to be back-to-back podcasts. Basically. Yeah. So stay tuned. So just stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram, Football Around the World Podcast, and uh, just give us a comments, give us some feedback. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Jose, you want to say anything else before we tune out? No, just thank you, everyone who listens. Um, Like Christian said, we'll be back on Friday. So just make sure to check that out. That's about it. Yep. Have a good day.